I first of all want to kind of issue a little bit of a, a warning, okay? And this is a warning for the faithful, okay? These, these are people that, how many of you here tonight consider yourself faithful? I'm, I'm following God. That's my life. I'm, I'm committed to Him. You have to be very careful um, as you're faithful that you keep everything very fresh and alert because if you keep hearing holy things, divine things, experiencing wonderful moments with God. And if you don't value those things and celebrate those things, do you know what starts to happen? The worst thing in the world, your heart starts to harden. And then sometimes we hear certain themes and and things out of scripture that are just so powerful. And we've heard them and we've heard them and we've heard them. And so sometimes we get a little callous in our windows most of the way up on that. Because, yeah, I've heard about it. I know that. And we know the right answers on those things even. But the thing is, we've got to keep that very fresh and alive on the inside of us. If you're with me, bob your head, do something. Show a little attitude when you do it. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Good. Um, we're going to talk about the love of God tonight. And you're oh, okay, good. I know about the love of God. You know, we, we know about that much about the love of God, okay? So we're going to dig into some things as it relates to New Testament instruction that we've been talking about for a few weeks. I want to begin in John chapter 13, and we'll get some of the words of Jesus here on this. And uh, some of the things we uh, shared last week, we're building on this week to take it a little bit further. So John 13, verse 34 And 35, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. Go ahead and say, that's me. me. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, everybody say, by this. By this. this. All right, let's just freeze right there. By what? That you're loving. By this, all will know. That you are my disciples if, read it, you love one for another. So I want to read that last part again. By this, this is how, how. by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. The only proof, and I shared this with you last week, the only proof, proof of Christ in us. The only proof that we love God, the only proof that we're born of God, the only proof that we are his followers, this is the only proof, folks, is that we love one another. Is that we love one another. Having a Bible with your name on it or Jesus bumper stickers on your car or what, that's not proof. Hello? That's that's not proof. The only proof, and we have a lot of scripture and we read uh, some of these last week. And then Jesus very clearly said here in John 13, it's by this, by this we'll know. Now, here's the other thing that is just such a strong thought for me is this. Jesus actually said that the world has a right to judge us based on that. They're able to make a determination for themselves about us. Whether it's right or wrong, Jesus said the criteria, the thing that... The world will look at you and decide if you're real deal or not is if you truly walk in love. There's categories of people in church world today. And you've got people that are, um, you know, churched. Let's just use that term. They're churched. That'd kind of be you guys. And then you have people that are unchurched. You have people that are de-churched. 
And then hopefully you get some people that are rechurched. Y'all, y'all follow all of that? Well, in, in studies and in research, the de-churched, one of their biggest problems with why they, and I've shared this with you before, one of the reasons they don't go to church is because they've been to church. And one of their biggest problems with church was, is all about love and one another, but then they didn't. They really didn't. Also, research, research and studies show that those that are unchurched just because they haven't gone to church. One of the things that keeps them out, do you know the number one reason why they don't go to church? Huh? I hear it. Because you didn't ask them. That's, that's the truth. That is their answers. Like 88% of the time, why do you not go to church? Nobody asked me. Nobody asked me. And so invitational evangelism, relational invitational evangelism. Second reason, it has to do again with they see these folks that are supposed to be all about love and they don't love. They don't love. And so Jesus said, by this, they'll know. And so actually he said the world has a right based on everything that he had said. They have a right to judge if you're a real deal or not by this, that you love one another. How many of you know that we're to love one another? Okay. How many of you know we're going to get better at it? Okay. Now, uh, and I shared this with you last week, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. We're to love, if we're the children of God, we're not only to love the Father, but we're also to love His other children. And I told you last week, I know it was news to you, He's got some weird kids. Right? They don't come on Wednesday. I'm joking. Love is it's the highest level of human behavior. And it really should be unique to Christianity at a whole, at a whole nother level. Um, let's look at Matthew 22. We'll be, we'll begin in verse 36. A, A person came to Jesus and said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And let me just stop right there. We're going to, we're going to kind of go down to bedrock tonight. Everything else is built upon this, okay? Everything else is built on this. So we've got to hit bedrock. What is this about? What is all of this built on? So this gentleman says, teacher to, to Jesus, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, now let me stop again. You go, Pastor, you keep stopping. It's because we're teaching. Um, do you remember E.F. Hutton? And I say remember because it's not current anymore, okay? But there used to be commercials. Some of you will remember. When E.F. Hutton talks, everybody what? Everybody listens. And they had, all, they had a really great ad campaign. They just didn't keep their act together. But um, that's a whole other story. Um, I want to encourage you as far as your Bible reading. It's a little rabbit trail I'm taking. I don't take a lot of those. Um, that you're always in the Gospels as well. Okay, so we got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that's kind of they're watching Jesus in action there. And I would encourage you always to watch and kind of follow. So maybe you're reading some Proverbs and Psalms and the Epistles and, you know, studying an Old Testament book or whatever that, that would be. Always, I think always part of your everyday reading of Scripture, you should have some Gospels in there too so that you're, you're watching and listening to Jesus. And, and watch how he handles things. 
And listen to what he says. So I said all that. Now we're back in real time in our scripture. So Jesus said to him, he just asked a huge question. What is the great commandment of the law? And Jesus said to him. And so when Jesus speaks, what? Everybody should listen. All right. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's everything. You should love God with everything that you are. This is the first and great commandment. Here we go on verse 39. And the second, everybody say the second. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So here's bedrock. Here's everything. The Message Bible uh, says it a little bit like this. I don't have it exactly. But he says, on these two pegs, all the rest of it hangs. So that's a good visual for us. But on these two things, that you are to love God with everything that you are. Mind, soul, heart, strength, everything that you are. And the second is like it. What does that mean? Well, it's like it. But it's also dependent upon it. And we're going to find that there's something very common with it, too. It's, it's the, the love that we use. And the, the second is this, is that you love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you love yourself? Okay, I'll just leave that alone. We've, we've got places to go. So, for our purposes tonight, the second highest command and we're looking at new testament instructions the second highest command has to do with loving other people now we are first of all of of other people who are the first ones that we are to love our brothers okay what does that mean our family what family family of god y'all with me family of god as we have opportunity let us do good to all But especially to the household of faith, Galatians tells us. So first of all, we've got to take care of one another because it is indeed family. Everybody say family. Okay, so in the family, does anybody want to be in a family that doesn't take care of one another, abuses one another, neglects one another? Nobody wants to be in that family. And so God is love. Love is God. This is the family of God. This is then the family of what? Of love. Y'all... Are y'all hungry? Y'all need coffee? What's the deal? We have, we have several um, flight attendants at the 10 church. I, maybe I can get them to work the aisles, you know, you know, roll a cart up here. Come on. We only got, like Pastor John said earlier, we only got a few minutes together. Let's, let's, let's make, this, make this happen tonight. God is love. Love is God. This is the family of God. This is the family of love. And love is is what is to be happening in the family of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, we have made it complex, and I'm not talking about us in, in particular, but the family of God has made it complex themselves. Did you know that in the United States, there are over 22,000 denominations? And those denominations didn't start up because... We were all happy with one another. It was it, typically, historically, it's because of disagreement. You know, well I, well, I don't agree with that. Or you didn't let me do this. I wanted to sing my song. You didn't let me. So I'm going to start the first church of the singing guy. You know, and so, and it's, and it's just all over the place. And, and, and I, I don't want to judge anybody, but I just want to say 
honestly, I don't think that was God's plan. Now, can, can God work in every one of those? Sure he can. But I want to just be in a place where he can work best. So it's major on the majors, minor on the minors. And let's make sure that we understand some things. And this is the family of God. God is love. Love is God's family of God. This should be a family of love. So first of all, you, you have to love within the family. And then we're to love those that are outside the family. We're actually to have a good reputation with those that are outside the family. Those that aren't in the family yet. And wouldn't it be our heart and goal that they would want to be in the family? Okay. Now, there are two kinds of love that we're going to traffic in. And the first is our natural human love. And how many of you would admit, we talked about it last week, it's limited. It's limited. Our human natural love is is limited. Um, But it must be engaged. We're to use it. Even though it's limited, we are to take it. And we are to try to love people with that natural love. But here's the deal. That love runs out. So I think one of the problems that can occur is that we try to do everything only in that love, that natural human love. We've got to, we've got to have something a little stronger, something a little more lasting. So that leads us to the second kind of love, which is the God love, the God kind of love. How many of you know it's unlimited? Well, it is. It's unlimited. And it goes on and on. And we're going to read more about it in just a moment. We have to learn to maximize the love of God in us and tap into that love and be able to consciously and unconsciously use that love. So that we're have to have maybe know love is patient and love is kind. Okay. So there are people around us that we need to be patient with. I'm being patient with y'all, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You gotta be patient. And there are people that we need to be kind to, right? Well, how many of you know that our natural human love sometimes just ran out? The meter ran out and we ain't got no more change. All right. All right. So that runs out. But what we really have to do to see people through and to help them and to fulfill what Jesus wanted us to do is to use that love that comes from God. Now, here's the thing you need to know. If you are a child of God, you have that love in you. Now, we're going to look a little bit tonight on how to maximize that, how to increase that in our life. But what you have to do is realize this. And when you're praying for somebody, a difficult person, difficult situation, whatever it would be, you know, when you're praying about that, I pray that you get cognizant. You become aware of the fact, God, I'm going to love them every way that I can. I need your love, though. And you need that in the best of circumstances. Amen. All right. So let's, let's go back to John thirteen thirty four, and it reads, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. This, we read this earlier, but this is in the new living now. So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other, love each other, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. So he takes this to a whole nother level here that we're to love each other just as what? He loved us. So it's really saying in the same way that he loved us. So he gave himself, he's patient, he's kind, he's generous and so forth. So here's our problem. 
Where are we going to get that kind of love? And I've already given you the answer. We're going to get it from God. Let's look in Romans 5, 5. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God, everybody say the love of God. The love of God has been, is that past, present, future? Past, but the way it's structured in the Greek, it's ongoing also, okay? So the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so the love of God that we need is poured out into our hearts. So I want you to just say this. I have the love of God in my heart. Okay. I have the love of God in my heart. Then we see that he pours that out into us and we're going to need that. Then in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is, help me, love. And then we'll go on to partial listing, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness. It continues on. And so secondly, this love, it's been poured into our hearts. So I have it. Everybody say, I have it. But do you, do you reckon it, it could be increased? And it should be, and it, and, and it, and it will be. But also it is this, it's not just poured out into our hearts. Galatians reveals it's a work of the Holy Spirit in our life. It is a process. Everybody say process. And so it's fruit. Fruit doesn't, you know, fruit doesn't just, you know, overnight. And then you got, you know, the apple on the tree. It's a process. If you get an apple tree like that, I might be afraid of it. I just, something toxic something nuclear. So it's a process. So he pours it in, but also it's a process. Now I said this last week and I want to major on this. And there's some things I just want to touch on some scripture scripture that we're going to read. Um, love God's love is predictable. I want you to think about God's love is predictable. So if God's love is in us, we should be predictable. Now, I'm not talking about boring. I think we can be creative with love. But honestly, if you're a Christian, if you're a real deal follower of Jesus and a situation comes up in your life and you're operating in the love of God, your response should be predictable. Y'all here? Now, if I use my love, it's going to be unpredictable because I might have just ran out or I might got a fresh load or we're running thin or it is long past gone, you know. So when we operate in our own strength, that's unpredictable. So let's think about you for a moment. Let's think about me. Have you had those occasions where... I, I have, so I'll just tell on me a little bit, okay? And I'm way better than I used to be like 15, 20 years ago. When you're traveling, and I really don't like to travel, and I really don't like airports, and I like them less and less because it's harder and harder, and you're waiting more. And, you know, sometimes just to take a trip to somewhere, you think, I think it's not going to take much longer to just drive it. Because you got to go to the airport, take you a little while to drive, and you got to be there early, 
and you got to wait in line, and you can't carry that, and you can't take that, and you can't do this. And you wait in line, and you go through security, and then you wait some more, and then a lot of times there's a delay, and then you get in line, and then you go sit in your little seat, and then you fly, and you, you know the story. And then you got to get all your stuff back, and then, you know, rental car, meet up with somebody, or whatever it is. And how many of you know that your love, your human love, started to run thin on the way there? Okay? So, you know, there, there have been occasions where you've done all that and then you find out your flight is canceled or it's delayed or your bags got lost or, you know, somebody's rude to you or cuts in line in front of you. Come on, y'all fill in the blanks. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. And there have been times, honestly, there have been times where it's like, no problem. That is no problem. And there are other times like, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> You know my hands are registered as lethal weapons. <laughs> They're not, but, you know. I'm telling on me. Are y'all here too? Are y'all here? And for you, it might be the grocery store or whatever. Listen, if we only operate in our, in our human natural love, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you're going to be unpredictable. You're going to be unpredictable. So sometimes you might actually, with your Jesus badge on, be a good representative. And other times, you should hide the badge. Okay? What's our answer? What's our answer? The love of God. The love of God. You and I are going to have to learn to walk and operate and think and talk and everything in the love of God. And it is a, a choice. It is thought. But also, it's the process where fruit is natural through a process of spiritual formation and commitment and walking and staying close and rooted with God. There's a natural process where love and the other fruit grows naturally. You don't just have to put it on. It naturally is coming out of you. And it is in you. And so we want it coming out of us as fruit. We know it's been poured into us. And there's other things that we need to do with this. But love is predictable. Everybody say love is predictable. And I'm talking about God's love. Okay, God's love is predictable. And so this is our goal. This is our goal. Not that you would be boring, but that you would be predictable. That you would be predictable. That in a time of need... People would know what they would get from you. When someone close to you would mess up, they would, they would know how you'll respond back to them. Are you hearing? What, that whatever the situation would be, that you would be able to operate in something that is so high because it's what everything else is based upon. It's the love of God. The love of God. The love of God. Everybody say the love of God. Now... I want to just take a few moments here and we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 9. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible. I'm going to take my time with this. I'll comment a little bit on this. And this is a description. I think the best description of the love of God. Y'all still with me tonight? And because it can be defined 
and because it can be described. And this is going to tell you what love is. It's going to tell you what love is not. It's going to tell you what love does, what love does not. Just on the virtue of how that is all formed, love, God's love, is predictable. It's predictable. So let's just, let's go through this. And it'll be on the screen here for you. And again, this is in the Amplified Bible. Love endures long and is patient. Love is what? Patient. Patient. It should be predictable. Just pause right there. How many of you know that your human love may or may not be patient? Okay, let's keep going. Love endures long and is patient and what? Kind. I think it should be predictable. This is a big one for me. It should be predictable that God's people are, help me, kind. Kind. Kind to who? Whoever. Do they have to fill out a little survey form for us? Fill this out for me so I can see if we agree and what we agree on before I decide if I'm going to be patient and kind with you? No, this is love. This is agape love, which in one form actually means this, unconditional. It's unconditional. And we've conditioned it. And I I won't get into all this. There's so many social issues going on right now. We've conditioned and isolated the love of God. And we will only extend that love if you fit my format. Look at me. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm not talking about condoning, approving, encouraging, anything else. I'm just talking about bottom line, love. And love endures long and is patient. This is predictable and is kind. Love never is envious. Let me just back up. What if you're being impatient or unkind? What would that tell you? I'm not operating in the love of God. I jumped track. Something came unplugged. And that's where we need to get that squared away there. Let's keep going. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It is not rude. I like this in parentheses, unmannerly. So a real deal follower of Jesus, are they mannerly? And that's not, you know, which fork and, you know, how to use it. I'm not even talking about all that. You probably should learn that. But I just think the main thing is chew with your mouth closed or something. But it's not rude or unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, and I want you to notice this next part. Look in parentheses. God's love in us. Everybody say that. God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no, oh, this is hard. It takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. 
Come on, think about that one a little bit. How many of you do have a count, though, of the evil done, you know? It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever. Oh, here's a big one is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It's loaded with hope. It endures everything without weakening. Love. Come on, read it with me. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. We've got to get that in us. How many of you know we need to do better with that? Okay. So I want to major on that. Now, I just want to touch on a few things. I want to read you some passages and these go deep. Okay. And we're going to read these and just comment them real quick. And then we're going to come back and just kind of tie this up for tonight. But I don't know about you. And and, and I'm going to pray a prayer over you in just a little bit. That's directly from scripture. I want to live and walk and move in the love of God. And it never fails. I want to be predictable. Now, I'm not talking about not being spontaneous and fun. And, you know, this does not make you boring. But I'm talking about the thing that we operate in in life. It should be predictable. You know, I can remember, and I hope I haven't been this. I hope Alicia hasn't had to say this. But I can remember uh, my dad, my stepdad, my friend's dad's. You know, that we had to either tiptoe or it was okay. Come on. You know, it's like, oh, we've got to wait and see what mood your dad's in. Or don't go in there right now. Or like, yeah, everything's fine. You know, I don't want, I don't want to be that guy. Y'all hear me? And I understand the need for rest and, you know, to recoup and have a little time by yourself. But I don't want to be that kind of boss. I don't want to be that kind of dad. I don't want to be that kind of husband. I don't ever want to be that kind of pastor or friend or brother. You should always know what you're going to get. I think that's the highest compliment that you can give to somebody is, is that you always know what you're going to get with them. And well, that may not be a compliment. <laughs> Depending on where that lies. Don't you want that? Come on, don't you want that? We've got to learn then that the love of God is in me. Say it again. The love of God is in me. Now we've got to work so that that cooperate with God so that that is growing in us. It's growing in us. That's the only way we're going to be able to handle and do some things. Now, let me read this four scriptures and I'm going to make the fourth one. Actually, we're going to pray it over you tonight. John 17 Verse 26, and this is in the New Living Translation. Jesus is speaking. He's actually praying to the Father. Y'all with me tonight? He says this. He's talking to the Father. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then, watch this. Your love for me, Jesus said, your love for me will be in them. And I will be in them. The, the love that was known only between the 
Heavenly Father and Jesus. That precious love, the more that God has revealed into our life, and the more that Jesus is in our life, that love is going to be in us. Philippians 1, verse 9 in the first part of 10. Paul prays this. I pray, watch this, that your love, now it's not talking about your human natural love. Your love will what? Overflow. Overflow. Say that again like you mean, overflow. Overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters. This is what I think. I think that this love will overflow more and more. And this is connected to us growing in our knowledge and our understanding of all of this. And the result of that is we're going to know what matters. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 5. Paul again writes, may the Lord lead your hearts. Watch this. This is, this is rich. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God. That's how we increase in this full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. And then look with me in Ephesians chapter three, and I'm just touching on these. I want you to see a couple of things and we're going to wrap this up. Ephesians three. Um, this is one of the Pauline prayers and I would encourage you, you can pray them over yourself and pray them over your family and, and, uh, I'll read this from the new living translation. And Paul said this, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. I want that. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Watch this. Your roots, say my roots. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Wow. That our roots would grow down into God's love. And keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand. Oh, I pray for this. May we have the power to understand. As all God's people should. How wide. How long. How high. How deep his love is. May you. Say that's me. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully. Then. You will be made complete. With all the fullness of life and power. That comes from God. That's incredible. That's incredible. And I want to pray that over us in just a moment. But let me just go back to this. The love of God. The love of God. Should be increasing within us. He's poured it in us. The more that we walk with him and. And rely upon him. It's going to become fruit in our life. It should be natural. You shouldn't have to suddenly. Okay now I'm going to be a Christian about this. It should just be more and more natural. That that love's coming out of you. Y'all follow me? And then. 
other things listed in the scripture, but it said that may we, and, and get this word picture, it's so powerful. May our roots go down into the love of God. And then, and then what, what do roots do? That's where we draw life and nutrients from. That's where we get our grip. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I know about some other people. They need to get a grip. And sometimes the thing that helps us to do it is just to have the love of God. Let's keep the word picture going, just coursing through us that it's in us. And then we'll be complete and then we'll know what matters. And, and, and that love, it's so vast. And I love what he said. May you experience it. May you come to experience. We can't, we can't fully understand it, but we can experience it for ourselves and through ourselves. And it should just be predictable. If you, if you cut us, love should come out of us. You know what I'm saying? You bump us, you squeeze us, love should come out of us. I don't know about you, but when I hear that and I know that to be true, I know I got a ways to go. I'm guessing you got a ways to go. But our prayer tonight is God, fill us with that love. Fill us with that love. Would you just stand with me tonight? I want to pray this passage over you and then I'll close this out in prayer tonight. Thank you, Lord. Just just receive this for yourself tonight. You may want to do like we do sometimes. Just kind of hold your hands out in front of you tonight. Father, tonight, I just thank you for your word and for your people. And as we've just had a little brief flyover of the love of God, we know it is so vast, so high, so long, so deep, so wide. But God, help us to see that our natural human love is not enough. It's to be engaged. It's to get better. It's to get stronger. But we as your people, we, we should have your love in us in fullness. And we want it. We want the love of God to abound, to overflow more and more in us. So I join my voice with a holy scripture and with what Paul wrote. That when I think of all of this. I fall to my knees and I pray to you, Father God, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from your glorious unlimited resources. That you will empower us with inner strength through your spirit. And that Christ would make his home in our hearts as we trust you. And that our roots will grow down into your love and keep us strong. May we have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how how high, how deep your love is. I pray, Lord, for every person tonight that they would experience the love of Christ. They would experience the love of Christ in them and through them though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. I pray, God, for a fresh pouring in by your Holy Spirit of love into our hearts. And I pray that in our mind and in our soul, we'd be aware and we'd be quick and ready to tap in to the love of God and that love is growing in us as a fruit 
because you said by this, by this, everybody's going to know. God, we're not doing something for show. We're doing something to please you. We're doing something to be a vital, healthy part of your family. But Lord, also so that people would see the family of God. That's where I want to be. And it's because of your love. And I thank you tonight. So tonight we just ask you, fill us fresh and anew. And help us to grow in the love of God. So that it's more and more predictable in our lives. And we just thank you for that now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you just thank him? Thank you, God, that you do that in me. Thank you, God. We pray it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.